Wow. I can't believe how much news has been coming out of San Diego this year. I didn't think there was that much news last year. <laughs> Not being shady. I am just being uh, observant because I feel I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, it's going to be a heavy news day because we have the Hasbro panel coming in. And not only do we have the Hasbro panel happening later this afternoon, but we got some Mafex reveals. <laughs> and, you know, it's so funny because I was like, I, I've i wanted Mafex news for a while. I've been refreshing Twitter. I've been like looking on the internet. I'm like, why isn't there any Mafex news? <laughs> right? Like the last Mafex we got was Magneto in his 90s form and obviously Storm. But apart from that, we really haven't gotten any major Mafex news. And of course, San Diego weekend, <laughs> you know, and it's not happening in San Diego. Obviously, it's happening overseas. But, you know, we got some Mafex news. We have the Hasbro panel. And then overnight, a new trailer for the Marvels debuted. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. So I woke up to all of this, having to do all these postings. And I was talking to Planet X-Men. I was like, oh, if you're going to do a Moira feature, let's collab on it and all that fun stuff. So literally this morning has been insane. And of course, as everyone knows, I'm doing renovations and we have the floor person coming in. We have the washer and dryer people coming in and we have the kitchen people finishing up the cabinets. And then we have an electrician and a plumber. So it's like, ah, I'm going crazy here today, but I'm going to record this episode in parts as the news is coming up. This is noon on on Friday, so I'm just getting the stuff that was revealed this morning. You're going to see a switch in the visual and the audio after we're done with this section, and I'll pick up anything that happens in the afternoon, especially the Hasbro stuff. We'll probably release this the second I get all the Hasbro information, but... Let's talk about the X-Men 97 reveal yesterday about the the clip with Jean being pregnant, Warren and Bishop, obviously, on the X-Men. They were told to remove, to take away their phones. So their phones were, were, were put away as the clip was being showed. I'm surprised that someone didn't coyly sneak, you know, a couple images and stuff like that. I mean, like, wow. I mean, people really obeyed. I love that. But yeah, so I don't think we're going to be able to react to that, unfortunately. But... You know, one of the things someone else was telling me is that they did show Jean with a baby in addition to being pregnant. So does she have Rachel and Nathan, baby Nathan? I don't know. That to me, it would be overkill. I, I don't think there's any real way she could be pregnant with, you know, with with one child and then have another because this is supposed to take place a few months after the events of X-Men 92. So but I don't know, maybe there's a time jump within, you know, within the first episode. So who knows? But I would take that part of it with a grain of salt. I think what we know is Gina's, Gina's pregnant. Cyclops says to me, my X-Men, Warren and Bishop are officially on the X-Men. And it looks like Bolivar Trask is being interrogated, right? So take anything else we hear with a grain of salt, someone's interpretation of it. But so the Marvels trailer, let's talk about that. I'm really excited for the Marvels. They're really pushing Kamala Khan this week, you know, with the announcement of her being a mutant and that she's going to be writing the Miss Marvel, uh, the new mutant series, as well as now dropping a trailer for the Marvels. Now, I want to be clear about something because I think there's a lot of chatter online about Kamala Khan and... I, I just want to make sure we, what, where we stand here at Power of X-Men. We love Kamala Khan, and we think Aman Vellani is doing a phenomenal job. I really enjoyed the Disney Plus series, with the exception of that post credit scene where they say she's a mutant. But 
I love the character. I think Miss Marvel, that first volume is so good. I think it's a wonderful story. I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey for about two decades. So the fact that it takes place in Jersey City just gets me so much pride. And I think Iman Vellani really brings that beauty of the character from the panel to on screen. So I say all of this because I'm seeing a lot of people being like, oh, this is going to be a failure. Oh, I hate this movie. Not looking forward to it. Oh, it's set up to fail. And I, I, did we see the same trailer? This trailer looked so much fun. I really like the trailer. Oh, my God. I was I was just gushing when we saw it. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go to Marvel.com. Go on YouTube. Go check out this trailer. You know, we see... Carol, we see Monica and we see Kamala all working together. Every time they use their powers because they're somehow synced up, they switch places. So that was a big question we had at the end of the Miss Marvel series was, is that Kamala as Carol or did Carol and her switch places? Right. So at the end of the Disney Plus series, Kamala's in her bedroom and then something happens and then Carol's there. And obviously in the comics, Miss Marvel is able to shapeshift into Carol Danvers as a big plot point for the character. So we didn't really know what happened at the end there because the way Brie Larson, you know, Carol is played in the scene, she looks confused. So is it Kamala confused as Carol or is Carol legitimately confused? We have the answer now. Carol is legitimately confused confused because <laughs> she switched places the graphics look amazing oh my god i love i laughed so much at the end of the trailer when kamala screams as oh my god i'm forgetting goose i'm forgetting the name of the cat but just like opens up its mouth and devours the bad guy it looks so much fun i'm really excited they called carol the annihilator i i'm curious to see what went down in in the story you know, I, I like Brie Larson. I have liked Brie Larson since United States Terra. I loved her in Room. I said this before. I was at Hachette Book Group when we published Room. I love that book. I think she did Ma, the role of Ma, phenomenally. I She well-deserved that Oscar. And Scott Pilgrim versus World. I love her. I love the songs that she sings there. I listen to it all the time. Black Sheep. Go check it out. I mean, they have her version out there. And it's so good. So for me, the trailer looked amazing. I was legitimately hyped and excited. I was, you know, to be very candid with you guys, I did think the first trailer looked a little lackluster. I was like, why isn't Carol front and center here? You know, we kind of talked about this because, you know, I think it's a wise move that you do your, your first intro character like you did with like Captain America and Thor. But as the movies progress, you want to see these movies be like Avengers 2.0, right? So, you know, I, I was expecting seeing Kamala and Monica, obviously, in a, in a movie called the, the Marvels. But I was like, why isn't Carol the focal point in the way that Steve Rogers, Chris Evans was the focal point of Captain America Civil War, Captain America Winter Soldier, right? I, why isn't Captain Marvel still the focal point? It is her franchise. She did, whether you like her or not, she did bring in a billion dollars. And, you know, there's... There's all that talk online while well, well, sandwiched between, you know, two really important movies of the MCU. And that's fine. That's fair. That's a valid argument. But still, Brie Larson deserves the benefit of the doubt in regards to that. And I really I, 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 I was really turned off by the first trailer. I was like, oh, they kind of minimized her role there. And that's are they doing it? 
because of all the backlash online with Brie Larson? Are they doing it because they do want to focus on Monica and Kamala, which I'm fine with. I, I love Photon. I love Ms. Marvel. So if you want to give me more of them, that's great. But I, it is curious from an industry movie perspective, just putting on our executive producer hats here, why would you shift the focus if not because Brie Larson hasn't been well accepted, well received? And I think that's kind of you know, demoralizing for her as an actress that, that she wouldn't get be front and center. But in this trailer, she is front and center, as are Kamala and, and, and Photon. So I like that balance. I really do like that balance that all three of them are the leads. It's an ensemble cast and Brie, rightfully so, Captain Marvel is the leader of this trio because she's the one with the most experience. Right, she's the one who's been the hero since the '90s, and Monica and Kamala are very new to the superhero world. And I think Carol is a perfect character to take them under their wings and figure out how their powers work. I love the trailer. Again, I am so hyped for it. I'm sorry to say, I'm seeing chatter online that people don't like it. They're calling it a failure. I do. I don't know why. To me, this looks so much fun. And you know, I I am a I've been a pessimist in the past. You, you, Amelia, you can look at my videos. You can see past episodes. I've been a pessimist on a lot of this stuff, but I was legitimately excited when I saw this trailer. Now, are mutants going to play a big role in this? Now that we are getting a huge push for Miss Marvel as 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 a mutant, are are, are mutants? Is the X gene going to play a role in this? And could this be a bridge for Rogue to come into? maybe the Marvel's Captain Marvel, whatever it's called, part three, and she absorbs Carol's powers. Who knows? I mean, make Mystique the bad guy for the next movie. Are they going to allude to them in a post-credit scene? I really hope so. I I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with you. I would be very shocked if we do get a post-credit scene with Mystique and Rogue. I think we should. I think that's what's really going to hype up, you know, excitement for the next movie. But mm, I don't know. Is Marvel learning from their mistakes? You know, they have to deliver on some of this fan speculation and and fan hype because Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness did not deliver on anything. And in fact, the Illuminati scene, they had spoiled most of it going into into the movie. They spoiled it in their marketing. They spoiled it. Not no leaks. They put it in their trailers. You know, all the members of the Illuminati and there was no real big Rise, with the exception of John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and very lackluster there. So, you know, let's see how they 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 handle the Marvels. I really, I mean, they've been doing reshoots on it. That's part of the reason why it's been, you know, pushed back. I mean, there's so many reasons why everything is being pushed back, you know. We'll see. Is a writer's and actor strike going to affect this? I don't know. Let's see how that, that unfolds. I am seeing people online being like, oh, let's not talk about about movies right now because of the strike and everything. But like, I think this would be such a missed opportunity if we don't support Kamala, Monica and, and Carol, because this trailer looked so good, but I am curious. Why did it release in the middle of the night? <laughs> why in the middle of the night? It, it literally overnight. Most of us on the East coast are, are asleep. You know, was it even, even by West coast standards, releasing it at like nine, 10 o'clock at night, that does not bode well for it. It just makes me really, really curious as to why they did something like that and not just, um, and not just like first thing in the morning. So that way you get everyone on the con floor and they're hype or why not, you know, you know, like why not here? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. 
it's a weird marketing technique that I just like, I'm not, I'm not privy to. I, I'm not, I didn't sit in those meetings, so I don't know what, what happens there. But anyways, the Marvel's trailer, thumbs up for me, slide into the DMs, comment below. What did you think of it? Okay. So the other thing that came out today when I was waking up is Mafex figures. I am so excited. I love Mafex figures here so much. Now, they're very expensive. They are, I mean, we're talking, you're easily spending north of $90 for these figures, but I think they're a good alternative to Marvel Legends. But Marvel Legends quality is pretty good. I mean, for the amount you're paying for Marvel Legends, the quality is superb. And I know I've talked about that again on the podcast before, where I'm like, oh man. I was getting Marvel Legends when they were $6.99, right? And I thought that was expensive when they, they started increasing it to $7.99, $9.99, $12.99. And we're like, oh my God, and like, you know, $80 for a case of Marvel Legends. This is unheard of. I'm breaking my bank here. Marvel Legends are very expensive right now. Again, I said, I, I, saw, I found Miles Morales at Florida Supercon and he was $29.99. And I looked online and standard price for him is about $24, $27 plus shipping. So, you know, you think $29 for one figure is kind of a steal at a con. So, you know, if you want that instant gratification. But I just, you know, I love Mafex figures a lot. They're very high octane, very highly articulate, in your face, in 90s realness. So let's talk about the ones that have been hitting Twitter right now. They're being unveiled at a convention somewhere, I'm assuming, in Japan. I don't know which convention it is. Please slide in. I'll do the research later to see what it was. But I was legitimately just curious. I, what did I type in this morning? I Oh, no, it was Tuggernaut Collectibles. Tuggernaut, who we love so much. Folks, Please hit up Tuggernaut Collectibles Instagram and YouTube channel. It is some of the best content out there. But I love Mafex figures. And again, a couple days ago, here's the story now. It's all coming back to me. A couple of days ago, I went onto Twitter and I typed in Mafex. And I was like, oh, there's nothing new. Like, we're never going to get any more Mafex. The Mafex lines are dead. The Storm, Gene, they must not have shipped, you know, enough copy or enough units. And, you know, we're now, we're not going to be getting this anymore. So I was like super sad. I was just like, why? And then I, this morning, I get a message from Tuggernaut and it's Mafex Phoenix. Mafex Phoenix. And then we get Mafex Weapon X from Age of Apocalypse and Age of Apocalypse Cyclops. That's three X-Men figures. Plus, across the Spider-Verse 2099, Spider-Man, yes, as well as Daredevil and some Iron Man in, in the background. I, I couldn't really clock those Iron Man. So I love it. Oh, and Captain America as well. Comic book accurate Captain America. Kind of like, like the Thor one. And we'll have an interchangeable head without the without the cow. I am legitimately excited for these Mafex figures. I am questioning some of their marketing tactics and releases here. And again, we've reached out to Mafex. We've said, hey, we would love to do an interview with you guys. And they wrote back. I, I have to give them credit. The marketing team wrote back to me saying they don't really do interviews. That's a pro and a con. You know, I, I do appreciate with something like Sailor Moon, for example, that I don't have to hear from the creative team. I don't have to hear from, you know, the writers. I don't have to hear from the directors. It's all a mistake. It's what here it is. Here's what we put out is what you get. And that makes me really happy because it keeps that integrity of the world building and it doesn't, there's no one to throw feedback on. So in terms of Mafex figures, like I I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay that no one wants to really sort of be the face of Mafex figures. I think they should take a 
notes out of Hasbro because I think the way Dan, Dwight, and Ryan handle handle their their Hasbro reveals, the way they interact with fans is very positive and really great, right? I think they're the model for success because I truly enjoy every time we see that trio from Hasbro together. And then you throw in Jesse Falcon and Agent M and you're like, this is a good time. I mean, we look forward to these live streams. And it, 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 they make it look a lot easier than it actually is. There's a lot of publicity and a lot of media training that goes behind the scenes in order for Hasbro to deliver that level of of quality in their in their in their approach, in their words, and in their reveals. Because again, you don't really see many people talking bad. You don't see anyone talking bad about Ryan Dwight or Dan. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but the overwhelming 99 percent of fans who collect Marvel Legends love this trio. So, you know, that's a long-winded way of saying that, like, fine, they don't want to do interviews from Apex. I get it. It's a slippery slope. But why are we getting Phoenix? I want Phoenix. The Phoenix looks great. She looks absolutely beautiful. And I think this is going to lend itself to allow us to get a dark Phoenix and a white Phoenix variants. <laughs> I think that is easy. So from a from a business standpoint, you can pump three figures from this and you'll be fine. It will be fine. It looks like we're getting new heads with the exception of one that looks like a repurposed 90s jean head, but that's fine. I mean, listen, I, I expected as much that you would reuse some of these parts. I'm sure these figures aren't cheap to make. But, you know, we did get a Mafex X-Factor Cyclops. So why aren't we getting a Mafex X-Factor Marvel Girl, right? That's the one I would have expected them to do, especially since they're leaning heavily into the 90s, right, with Age of Apocalypse and these 90s characters. So Phoenix, you know, seems kind of like a left field. She's more of a 70s, 80s character. And we were, we've been focusing on some of the, the 90s stuff, right? And yeah, I mean, I know I get like the the X factor is 80s, 90s, but it just seems like a, a different a different turn. But listen, I get it. You want to sell money. You want to sell these Mafex figures. You do Phoenix. So again, that that would just be my only notes here. Why did we get X factor Jean Grey slash Marvel Girl before a Phoenix? But I, I get it. You're looking at this from a cost budgetary standpoint. You want to make a lot of money. Do a Phoenix mold, and then you can throw in a Dark Phoenix and White Phoenix later down the line, and the production cost is pretty minimal. In theory, all you have to do is repaint those those, those figures. I wonder what kind of accessories she's going to come with. Um, you know, we we obviously saw the alternate heads, but I wonder if she's going to come with some kind of Phoenix effect or Phoenix fiery powers. Um, you know, I I've bought in Phoenix, you know, or fiery effects for you know. Mafex Figma figures. They're, they are out there, so not a deal breaker for me if she doesn't come with them, but I would like to see her come with like a Phoenix effect. I cannot stress enough how much I want a Phoenix effect from, from, from Hasbro, from Mafex. You know, we're still using that Marvel Select one from like 20 years ago at this point, and it's a great one. Don't get me wrong. There's a beautiful base, but time to get a new one. It's been 20 years. So we also get Weapon X Wolverine slash weapon. We also get Weapon X from Age of Apocalypse as well as Age of Apocalypse Cyclops. You know, we previously got Age of Apocalypse Magneto. I was like, why are we doing that first and before regular Magneto, right? So we got Age of Apocalypse Magneto first and then we got, you know, 90s Magneto. That's fine. I mean, listen, they want to do Age of Apocalypse. That's great. We're happy to have these figures. They want to do an AOA wave. I'm I'm here for it. I love Age of Apocalypse. We covered here on the podcast, so no complaints from us at all that we are getting these figures. 
I I am curious why we are getting the announcements for these and not someone like Rogue or Jubilee in their 90s outfits. You know, that would have seemed like the logical choice or Iceman. Iceman seems like a pretty easy standard figure to do or Archangel. But, you know, I, I'm not complaining. I'm going to pre-order these. I'm going to get them. They look really great. I'm also going to get Daredevil. I wonder if we're going to get a Matt Murdock swap out head, swappable head. And I'm definitely getting that Steve Rogers Captain America. I love the 90s. We talk about it all the time. These figures are emblematic of that. All right, folks, I am going to take a break here. We're going to pause and we're going to wait for the Hasbro panel as well as any other news coming in from San Diego. Big shout out to our co-host, Michelle Waffle-Otero, who was hanging out with Lady Deathstrike herself, Kelly Hugh, yesterday. They had a lunch together because that's just the way Michelle Waffle-Otero rolls. But she is on the con floor. Make sure you're checking out all the content she's posting on her page. We're amplifying it, obviously, on Power of X-Men. She is one of our hosts here. We talked about San Diego Comic-Con in a previous episode, what to expect this year she remembers the days where you could just go up day of san diego comic-con and buy a ticket day of and you would be set and you know now you have to wait in a virtual waiting room and hope you win the lottery to get tickets or in our case that your panel gets approved but it doesn't <laughs> it's fine we support the writers and the actors strike here so but it is a very different beast here when it comes to getting tickets for San Diego. And some sometimes it's much more difficult than it than it needs to be. But ah, the FOMO is real. I'm telling you, with all these reveals, I'm very very I'm feeling the FOMO here, especially as um the dryer that was delivered was dented and needs to be returned. I'm like, ah, he being an adult. <laughs> all right, familia. Three, two, one. We're gonna switch over to the second part of news right now. All right, round two. Here we go. And it's still before the Hasbro panel, but we're seeing shots of the Hasbro booth and of the X-Men 97 figures. And there's so much hype for the X-Men 97 figures. I mean, X-Men 97, everyone is just so hyped for this show. And and the figures are coming out. We, we got a shot from Dan on his Twitter holding Wolverine saying pinless. And Wolverine looks amazing i cannot get over how beautiful this figure is i mean the again like as we were talking about earlier in this episode it's incredible the amount of quality you get with hasbro figures i mean they're just so good i mean who would have thought back in like 2006 with the annihilus wave when we got banshee and emma that we would one day be here i mean it is almost like two decades in the making but it is worth the wait because this looks so good i'm so in love with these figures yeah, so, um, you know, we got close-up shots of Bishop, Storm, Wolverine, Rogue, and Gambit. And I got to tell you, the one that looks the best to me is, in fact, Bishop. Bishop looks so good. I want Bishop right now. He looks so flawless. And the stand he's on, I'm like, does he have a hoverboard? Because he's from the future. But no, it's just a clear stand. But Storm looks a little, like, meh. To me, she has too much of a somber look. I'm like, that is Storm. Like, I thought the one that that Jesse Falcon and Dwight were were holding up, excuse me, Ryan Ting and Jesse Falcon were holding up. I thought she had whited out eyes and had like a powered up face. This one looks like she's very somber. And I don't know if I like it. I like the body. I like the mohawk. I love the paint apps. It looks beautiful. But like her expression is a bit too somber for me. I wanted her to be powered up. Storm. Um, you know, Rogue looks very homey in, in this. I, I again, I, 
the paint apps looks great. The hair sculpt looks great. The body looks great. I mean, this looks like they're improving on the models that came before, but she looks a little too like, I don't know, like Rogue, I would, would expect to have a more of a sassier face. She too looks somber here. Bishop, again, looks great. Gambit, I can't really take a look at him from this image, but he looks fine. He looks Connecticut. Again, a somber face. I mean, we, we did hear at one point that they do somber faces on purpose, because, especially for heroes, because it's supposed to be more stoic. So maybe that's where we're falling through here. But uh, they've just taken so many leaps with some of their face uh, renderings recently that I would wanted them. I would wanted them to take a a leap here. I mean, Rogue does look like she's cocking an eyebrow. I don't know. I don't know. Wolverine looks great. He's the breakout star for me. So I did get a summary of what was showed at the panel for X-Men 97. And I'm going to read it here because this gives us a little bit more detailed. Uh, this comes from a source on Twitter. It says we were shown a clip of X-Men 97 and they weren't able to record. We know that. Scott and Storm are interrogating Gyrick in a holding cell. Great. Gyrick starts talking shit and Scott says he's not like Xavier. Oh, <laughs> that's a BDE we want from Cyclops. Absolutely. Gene, without costume, enters Gyrick's mind using Cerebro. Gene is pregnant. Yes, Gene is pregnant. The scene cuts to Gene in costume on what looks like the astral plane with Master Bull. Interesting. There's a baby crying in a cradle, and Gene holds the baby. So, ah, okay. So that, that that helps with the earlier part of this episode. She's in the astral plane, air quote, astral plane with Master Mold. Again, that doesn't make sense, but maybe maybe there's a evolution in you know robots, like in like how we see it in like. Cylons in like Battlestar Galactica. Maybe they can enter the astral plane. Maybe they're somewhere else. Maybe they're in limbo. Maybe they're, you know, on Krakoa. I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, maybe they're somewhere, but it appears to this person that they're on the astral plane and there is a baby crying in the cradle there. So she, there will be somewhat of a time jump if Gene is pregnant in one episode or one clip and then she gives birth later and the baby is in the cradle. So Gene will be active on the X Men even while while having a baby while while pregnant and while afterwards giving birth. I don't know. I wouldn't I would I, I would err on the side of caution if you're pregnant not to go into someone's mind or, or be active on the field, but that's fine. She has a telekinetic telekinetic, you know, shield around her. But I mean like what if something happens mentally? I mean that kind of stress. I mean baby Rachel or baby Nate. No, God protect them. But Cyclops being a badass, I'm in love with that. I love that him and Storm it, it, hopefully it appears that they're co-leaders and they're interrogating Gyric. Bring it on so excited all right familia we'll be back after the hasbro panel and hopefully we'll have coverage there you know i did see online that there is an xavier maquette going around it looks really fun and good too from sideshow it looks more like inspired by the he was on genosha following the events of planet x and morrison's run we'll see but anyways moving on and this is Dayspring from the future to say I'm eating my words. It's 15 minutes before the Hasbro panel, and there are close-up shots of these X-Men 97 figures, and all the head sculpts are beautiful. I don't know why Seth Storm looks somber, because she clearly does not. I guess it's just the graininess of the photo. Storm looks amazing. 
Oh my god, look at Rogue. Look at that face on Rogue. Gambit. Oh my god, so kinetic. Bishop. Oh my god, I maintain Bishop is a breakout star. Bishop is the one I need. Same with Wolverine. And Magneto looks so menacing. So, you know, I, I thought about re-recording the, the previous part, but no, I this is news as it's happening. You get to see the evolution. Guess what? First impressions, not always the best. First impressions are not always accurate, especially if you're getting grainy photos. You had to be in person to see it. So, 100% eating my words. These figures look great. Where do I pre- order them has bro take my money already all right and now the final part of this video coming a couple hours late because as you can see i'm recording right from my new kitchen down here at the power of x-men treehouse so excited so happy i'm like looking at the background I'm not looking at myself but yeah um Final final stretch of Comic-Con news and there wasn't even that much it was the Hasbro panel for today and I got to tell you, I guess we got most of what we were already going to see revealed, you know, um, just keeping it strictly to just X-Men here. You know, the three and three-fourths figure, uh, there was one figure that was still question mark, right? In that Rogue, Cyclops, Wolverine, Storm, and the X-Jet set. It's Gambit. <clears throat> we knew it was going to be Gambit. And we're also getting a Target exclusive box set with all of them. So, Yay! Shout out to Michelle Waffle Otero, who is at the panel, our co-host. You know, I've been talking about her all day, all over the story, saying that thank God for her because she really was the one who was leading the charge and sending us all of these photos. So we're very grateful for her and all of that. So, yeah, I mean, I was expecting maybe like one or two like X-Men comics, but we're only getting X-Men 97 stuff, you know, from Hasbro. Kind of disappointed, to be honest with you. I was, you know, you were like, oh, they they, they already unve unveiled it, you know, wherever Jesse Falcon was with Ryan Ting. You know, they already unveiled those figures. So with the exception of Gambit, there wasn't really anything new to report on that. And I'm kind of sad. I really wanted some more, like, figures. You know, X-Men 97, we, we, people, the one figure everyone's been asking me about was Cyclops. And I was like, where's Cyclops? It's in the DMs. It's in the comments of everything we posted. So, you know, that was kind of, uh, I was kind of sad about that. I really would have liked to have seen more, like, X-Men 97. We could have gotten, like, a gene with, like, a baby, right? Like, the baby Hulk, baby Nightcrawler model they have. But... You know, it was predominantly MCU stuff. We're going back to the MCU, right? During the Golden Age, we're getting a What If Gamora. We're getting a WandaVision Agatha. We're getting, uh, I think it was Steve Rogers in the Hydra, in the in the Hydra bot, <laughs> whatever it was called. I'm sorry, I only saw What If like once. And we reviewed it on the podcast. So please check out those archives. But it has been almost, what, two years <laughs> Since we've since we reviewed what if man I can't believe it's been two years where has time gone by you know we got some animated um, Spider-Man figures among them civilian Peter Parker which we're really excited for we got some Midnight Suns figures with a Luke Cage and a Clea and a Blade and a Mindless One so you know those looked really good really excited for them I mean I'm most excited for Luke Cage we're getting a classic Luke Cage in the yellow shirt with a tiara <laughs> so I'm sure to say out loud Luke Cage wearing a tiara but yeah you know what I mean like the silver headband that he has oh I'm so excited for it we're also getting a Bruce Banner from the MCU. We're going back to Black Widow, you know, both her Age of Ultron and Winter Soldier looks. 
so 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 incredibly excited but you know what that was that was it for the hasbro panel there wasn't much there was a like talking moving baby Groot that they had at the beginning and i was like oh man that's awkward <laughs> that looks like megan like is it gonna start dancing and like coming after you mm, it may very well be but yeah so Hasbro's panel was a little uneventful, I'm sorry to say, but they have HasbroCon in September 2023. And that is where they're going to unveil everything. And, and they are right to do that there. They are very smart on their own platform and their own convention to be able to unveil their figures there. Very, very very happy with how they do the release and announcements. But, you know, there was a time in fandom, in fandom history, that you would wait for Toy Fair and San Diego Comic-Con, maybe New York Comic-Con, maybe New York Comic-Con, to get your legends revealed. Those were huge. And now, you know, we're like, it's either going to be a live stream or HasCon or HasbroCon or PulseCon, whatever it's called. It's coming in September 2023. But yeah, so, you know, I think to end day two, again, I think the X-Men are having a minute here. I was talking about this with Wolf or Steve. This is the best presence the X-Men have had in terms of merch in a very long time, super long time. It all boiled down to those film rights, baby. People did not, X-Men, Marvel wasn't pushing the X-Men. So we're happy here. What what would I have wanted to have been unveiled at the panel? Well, I'm glad you asked, dear listener. I would have liked to have seen some comic book accurate legends for the X-Men revealed. Among them, a one Rachel Summers. Need Rachel Summers. <laughs> I already did a wish list of a Krakoa Wave 2. I think we've talked about that extensively of who I would want to see there. But... I would have liked to have seen a Hound Rachel, Excalibur Rachel, whichever Rachel, just Rachel with a Phoenix effect and lots and lots of parts, like a deluxe figure. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a Wolverine unveiled in wake of the 50th anniversary next year, like a feral Wolverine. <laughs> I really want feral Wolverine. I don't think I mentioned that in the rumored upcoming rumored list, but I thought that we were going to start getting some of those like figures teased and stuff like that, maybe like a Lalandra head, but. No, and it's fine. I mean, again, Hasbro team, we mentioned this earlier in this episode, are rock stars. So we're we're very happy just seeing them on stage. It's just, it puts a smile on everyone's faces. In terms of X-Men 97, I'm surprised we didn't get to see a Beast. I'm surprised that we did not get to see a Gene. Again, Gene with the baby, baby, the, the model they use for baby Nightcrawler or baby Hulk. That would have been hysterical, Gene with that baby. I mean, especially since they announced Gene is pregnant, but, you know, whatever. And maybe an Emma, like an animated series Emma, like throws a curveball there. We'd like to have seen that. But yeah, that's it for day two of Comic-Con, all the X-Men related news. Shout out again one final time to Michelle Waffle. Thank you so much for sending us the photos. All right, guys. If there is more Comic-Con news for the X-Men tomorrow and Sunday, we will cover it. If not, we'll do a full recap with Michelle, with Namor Cosplay, with other members of the community. But, you know, I, we're going to touch base with Michelle and we're going to get her, you know, full full opinion. Spoilers, I think this con, from what I've seen, it's, it's not like celebrity MCU news heavy by no means. But 
it does seem like a very fan-driven con, and that's where like my FOMO is coming. I'm like, oh god, there's so much good fan stuff happening. Oh, oh, and I forgot to mention Batman and Robin figures. Batman and Robin figures are coming. I am so excited for Batman and Robin figures. You have no idea how excited I am for Batman and Robin figures. Poison Ivy, Alicia Silverstone, Batgirl, George Clooney, Batman, Chris O'Donnell, Robin, Uma Thurman, Poison Ivy, and the Build-A-Figure Arnold Schwarzenegger freeze. Ah! I, I'm buying that. Like that, you don't understand. Familia, they're going to be right here. That's how we're going to talk about them. But, anyways, all right, folks, that is it. Again, that is our coverage for today. And again, if we have stuff to talk about tomorrow, we'll talk about it. Keep your eyes posted on our Instagram. I'm sorry, I know I've been annoying on the Instagrams. Please forgive me. That is very that that there's no excuse. I know there's a lot of stories and a lot of content being pumped into there, but you know. We like to cover things. And, you know, when I'm not, when I'm at a con, I'm always like, what do people want to see if they're not here? So now that I'm not at the con, I, I'm posting what I want to see or what I think would be interesting. And there's a whole lot of stuff. But, anyways, thank you, Familia. Slide into our DMs at Power of X Men or Michelle Waffalo and ask any questions you want about San Diego, the X Men, any wish lists. We're taking wish lists. But, all right, we'll see you later, guys. Bye.